and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Lisa Bell, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. Now, more Americans are eating less meat. A recent Gallup poll shows nearly one in four U.S. adults has cut back on their meat consumption. This comes as veganism and plant-based foods are becoming more mainstream with vegan options showing up at a lot of chain restaurants across the country and at our theme parks, including Central Florida's biggest attraction, Walt Disney World. So to talk to us more about the mainstream appeal of veganism and the options that are now available to tourists in Central Florida, we are joined by Susanna Otis, the owner and manager of VeganDisneyFood.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I had personally um, dabbled in vegetarianism and veganism over the years, probably back since... 2009-ish, 2012 again, 2017, I went back and forth, you know, and um, a friend of mine who actually started the site, um, she went vegan, just cold turkey, and uh, she had tried to convince me over the years, and I finally um, decided to make that jump. For me personally, it was pretty easy to be a vegetarian, but it was like giving up that last dairy that was really hard for me because I love ice cream so much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, like just doing some research on all of the different benefits from it, from environmental to, of course, the animals um, and your health. It just seemed like, you know, I really needed to make this jump um, to make some changes in my life. And yeah, I haven't looked back since. So it's been close to three years now that I've been completely vegan. And you are certainly not the only one who's done that. It is amazing in the past few years how veganism has really become very mainstream. It really has. Um, In 2019, the end of 2019, Disney came out with their completely plant-based initiative where they said that every restaurant was going to have at least one um, plant-based entree option and one plant-based dessert at the table service restaurants. Um, So since then, it's been so much easier to really find something for us vegans um, in the parks because we know at least there'll be one option. Um, Since the parks have closed down and reopened, some of the options have changed a little. They've made things a little easier on the chefs backstage and um, combined a lot of the lunch and dinner options. So we're really hoping that once the parks return to full capacity, all of the options that were there before, multiple options um, will return because that really makes us have more than just like a veggie burger, you know, as an option. What was it like prior to 2019 then when it was when before they rolled out this fully veggie option at a restaurant? Um, Some places you could get like a black bean veggie burger. Um, You could get a salad. (laughs) Uh, It was very difficult to kind of, you kind of had to pick apart um, existing entrees or dishes to see which parts you could or couldn't eat. Um, Because it's not just like the main item, you know, the main protein of the dish. It's what's in the bun. Is there dairy or egg in the hamburger bun? Is there um, honey in the bun? You know, all of those kind of things that um, you have to research. And that's what vegan Disney food does is we do all of that for you. So you don't have to stand in line and ask to speak to a chef um, and find out all these ins and outs. We take all of that um, work out of it for you. So what's also so amazing about this whole movement is, you know, years ago, when you would think about like a plant based burger or something, a lot of people would really turn up their nose because they just felt like it didn't taste very good. But now there are people who are not vegan, but will 
oftentimes order vegan dishes because the meals are just so wonderful and have improved so greatly over the past decade, really. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the black bean burger used to be the staple or you could get a veggie burger some places. Um, and if you're doing that for a week straight, it gets a little old very quickly. Um, and of course, there are different types of plant-based eaters out there and vegans out there that are doing it just for um, the health benefits and not necessarily for any other reason. So they want that meat replacement. So all of these new things like Impossible and Beyond Burgers um, that really do taste like meat, it converts a lot of people. Um, there's a few dishes at Disney um, in Galaxy's Edge at Docking Bay 7. Um, there's something called the Felution Garden Spread, which is little Kefta style meatballs. And you would swear that they are real meat. <laughs> and it's my favorite dish, even, you know, if I wasn't being a vegan, I would still order this. It's amazing. My husband, who's not vegan, loves it um, as well. So there's these kind of things like that. And there's other dishes, you know, just depending on the restaurant and the chefs behind it, they will do some more um, whole food-based dishes for people that don't want a meat replacement or they don't want even tofu. They just want the vegetables and things like that. So there really is a good mix of things throughout the parks. What do you think's been the biggest innovation uh, as as things have you've mentioned, you know, the impossible and beyond meats and, you know, there's also Satan and the other wheat meats and tempeh. What's what's been the biggest innovation insofar as as vegan eating in the last, you know, let's say decade? Definitely the impossible and beyond burgers, because, you know, there's some impossible, especially there's people that get I've been in a restaurant before and been like, is this actually impossible or is this real meat? Like, it's really hard to tell. They make them like juicy so that it's red. So you're like, what is going on? Um, so it is kind of like amazing that we've come this far. And um, even for people that don't want those, I think innovations in understanding that there needs to be more options out there um, is a great you know, step forward and realizing that maybe people don't always want those. So having multiple options for people, like a vegan version of an existing entree that, you know, works for both people. And it's not just like, well, this is kind of like the second best, you know? And Disney to me always seems like it was kind of on the forefront of that, you know, always trying to be inclusive and to accommodate people with different, certainly dietary needs. Yes. Um, but it definitely seems like it's taken off. I mean, at all the theme parks now, there seems to be options. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we find that a lot of people who read our site and follow us on Instagram where we post all the pretty pictures of food, um, they aren't even vegan a lot of them they have you know a dairy allergy or they are gluten-free or something like that um so disney like you said has always been amazing you can speak to a chef if you have allergies and things like that but universal is doing gangbusters with their vegan options um the mardi gras event that's going on right now there's multiple vegan options there SeaWorld has also had um amazing vegan options there so it's been really great because you don't have to worry like oh i'm going to a theme park do I have to eat beforehand um, and things like that. So it really is, there's been amazing improvements. So tell us about your life. Do you have to buy an annual pass to check out all these theme parks <laughs> and check out all these restaurants? Do they just welcome you in and let you try it? How does that work? I do have an annual pass. Um, uh -huh. Most of the time, especially recently because they aren't doing as many events, but I've been blogging about Disney since 2009 on my other site, um, xanaland.com. 
So I have been invited to events over the years, but since taking this over, there haven't really been too many. Um, but every now and then they do invite us and try things. But of course, it's for everyone. So it's not like vegan specific. So right. what I can actually eat at those kind of things is kind of limited. Um, so I will go out at, whenever there's a new item, I will go out and, you know, take photos and find out all the details of it. Um, and we're constantly looking for, you know, new ways to modify non-plant-based dishes as well. So people have as many options as they can, mm -hmm. but yes, annual pass and I'm there all the time. <laughs> and do the parks alert you, you know, when there's a menu change or an update or no? You, you're just, you got to constantly be there. Yeah. And that's what's so great because that we've gotten such a following because people will tag me in photos, um, tag the site in photos and say like, I just tried this or this has changed because sometimes existing dishes will, you know, they'll switch them up every now and then. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll have to run out there and see what the new thing is and get an updated photo. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, it keeps it exciting and it's always something new going on. So I know with with Disney, and, and I, I don't mean this in any sort of derisive way, but I know you know they're they're welcoming people from all over. They've got to cater to a lot of different tastes. Um, you know, I, I imagine a lot of their food is you know relatively speaking safe for a number of palates. So like, what if you know someone is on vacation, they want to try something new? What's the what's the place to dip their toe in at the park to try something vegan or plant based? Well. I mentioned the Docking Bay 7 Felucian Garden Spread. Everyone needs to run over there and get that. I know that's the hardest park to get a pass to right now, but um, it's worth it because that is just an amazing option. And especially for people that are, you know, just trying this out, it's the closest to real meat that you're going to find anywhere. Um, food and wine going on at, Ep not food and wine, flower and garden that's going on at Epcot right now is also a great way to dabble in things. They have an entirely um, plant-based booth there called trowel and trellis and there's like three or four um, completely plant-based entree items there and there's two desserts around the world showcase um, and some of those are just there's like an impossible um, Korean short rib which it has more of like a meatloaf consistency it's not really like short rib they're just calling it that um, but it really tastes amazing and there's all sorts of wonderful things to just that you would never think were vegan so get out there and try them <laughs> So do you, I imagine you also obviously branch out outside of the parks. Do you ever offer recommendations for people who are visiting Central Florida and might have a few days where they're on iDrive or, or in downtown Orlando, um, yes. places to visit? Um, I actually just started on our Instagram account um, probably like four or five weeks ago now, a Small Business Saturday, where we spotlight a different local Orlando vegan spot um, because there's so many amazing ones all over the place. They're just popping up and they're really, really good. They're not just like, oh, get some, you know, veggie tacos or something. They're amazing with what they're creating, all of these um, small business owners. So we spotlight a different one every week. Um, there's Dharma Fine Vittles, there's Da Gen Eats over in Eatonville, um, Winter Park Biscuit Company over at East End Market. If you haven't tried their like chicken tenders that are not real chicken, you need to go do that because you would never know the difference. It's unbelievable. 
I see a line out the door there. Are you finding <laughs> that like, tourists are, are, in addition to, to becoming, you know, maybe more veggie friendly, they're also willing to kind of travel out of the traditional touristy areas of Orlando to, to find these places that you're recommending? Exactly. Yeah. Because sometimes, um, you know, the theme park food can get pretty pricey. So if you're already renting a car or you just want to Uber over somewhere, um, there's so many options now that, and it really, some of them are worth a trek over. If you could see into the future, what sort of food trends do you think we'll be seeing like a year from now at the parks? That's a great question. Um, I think that there will be more whole food based um, vegan options because there is such a toss up between, you know, the vegans that don't want fake meat, they don't want meat replacements. So I think um, trying to figure out like, hey, we can actually like we're chefs, we can cook and we can find ingredients that will make a balanced meal that just happens to be vegan as well. Um, I think and I hope that that is a trend because you know, that shows people that you can do this at home as well. Um, you can recreate these kind of uh, options and they're good and good for you, so. And tell us about some of the resistance to vegans who don't want something that looks and tastes like meat. Yeah, there's a lot of people because, you know, having a plant-based diet is one thing, but if you are a true vegan, that's like a whole lifestyle encompassing thing and you don't want any animal byproducts, anything that, you know, subjugates an animal in any way, um, and in that same vein, you don't want something that reminds you of meat for that reason. Even if it isn't real, you're just like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want to be reminded of that. Um, so yeah, there is that subset of people that just don't want any part of that and want to do, you know, plant-based whole foods kind of thing. And you mentioned you've been a vegan for a few years now. Like, how do you feel? I imagine you obviously like it, love it. Um, Tell us about how different you feel, your body feels after being on this diet for as long as you have been on it. It really does. Um, it, the main thing I noticed was, you know, I used to eat a lot of carbs, which aren't even, you know, meat-based things, but I found myself switching to more vegetables and I would be less tired. I wouldn't be like, after eating a meal, I would just want to like lay down, you know, cause it really, those things weigh you down and fill you up when you're eating like heavy meats and um, processed things and stuff like that. So it really changed my overall feel. Um, I didn't have too many issues as far as like high blood pressure or diabetes and stuff like that. But people that switch that do have those, a lot of them can completely change and not no longer have type two diabetes or um, have high blood pressure and things like that. So it really does make a difference when you're switching um, your diet out. Looking at that uh, Gallup poll earlier that we, we talked about in the beginning, it, it seemed like a lot of like the, the push of like at least reducing meat consumption was driven largely by like younger women, young millennials and, and zennials. Are you finding that also with your readership of like, you know, those are like the people coming to you looking for suggestions? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's my readership is almost, you know, I'd say 75 percent, if not more um, female and young. <laughs> I feel like an old lady compared to them most days. Um, but yeah. I they're the ones that are most concerned, you know, with their health and well-being. And 
Um, they're also the ones that are more on Instagram to begin with um, and love a good food photo, love, you know, taking that perfect shot. And there's a lot of vegan desserts out there that make it, you know, possible to keep up those pretty food photos and uh, really keep your feed looking nice. Isn't it amazing how all of that has just evolved so much like over the past 10 years or 15 years, because, you know, I can remember being much younger and going to food and wine festival and not really thinking twice beforehand about what was I about to eat? What were they going to serve? You know, just kind of going there and finding something along the way, but people really are researching and doing their homework before going to these parks. Yeah, exactly. Um, they can find out what things they really want to try, what things are like new and using new items that, you know, they might not have ever wanted to eat before. Myself, I never ate beets before being vegan and I think it was Flower and Garden a couple years ago is when I first they had like a beet dish and I was like, I guess I'll try them because it's here. And I found out I loved beets. So <laughs> it's a great way to dabble in things with you're trying like a smaller dish that you might not, you know, have to spend $22 on an entree. Uh huh. Well, thank you so much. We uh, really appreciate you joining us. Um, tell us all the places where people can find your blogs, find you on social media. Of course. Well, vegandisneyfood.com, of course, we have a complete guide to every park, every Disney resort, the water parks, Disney Springs, basically a rundown of every vegan item. Um, for the Flower and Garden Festival, we have a complete map of all the vegan items and where to find them. You can also find us on Instagram at vegandisneyfood, um, Facebook at vegandisneyfood, uh, so many places, and YouTube. Uh, we do video reviews of all the different food items as well, so YouTube slash vegan to seafood. Yeah, which is great. And I know it keeps you busy because it seems like every week they're adding some new event. Uh, you know, you mentioned Mardi Gras. We always have new things happening here in Central Florida. We really do, yes. It's fun to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to eat vegan delicious food all the time. So that's exactly, fun. yeah. Vegan, yeah. Well, <laughs> Susanna Otis, thank you so much. And uh, if anyone is looking for vegan options in Central Florida, you're the place to go. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Susanna Otis. You can find her work online at vegandisneyfood.com. You can also follow the website on social media. Just search Vegan Disney Food on Facebook and Instagram and Vegan at Disney on Twitter. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online as well. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us, and you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts. <laughs>